Welcome in to episode 201 of Katie's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and I've got Buffle sitting beside me, so if there's any weird noises, it is not me, it's him. Oh, I think we'll turn this off now. Uh, today I've got Let's Crack, Planet Womble, or what would Sir David Attenborough say, Retreat Section, Coming Up, Me, 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 Me Section, and the Shoppy Section. This episode is kindly sponsored by my lovely, lovely, lovely friend, Angela. Scotch Tweed is a small family textiles firm based in the Scottish borders. Run by Angela with a huge amount of technical and know-how support from her dad, Gerald, they have a wealth of experience in the weaving and textile trade. Over 59 years to be exact, Angela's had a birthday, so it goes up. Their aim is to bring top quality tartan and tweed fabric, along with other Scottish goods and apparel, including Highland wear, to their customers at the best possible value. Angela's happy to speak to anyone at any time in regards to their requirements. If you cannot see what you're looking for on the website, give her a call. Her number is on her website, www.scotchtweed.co.uk and is a UK free phone number. To help support this podcast, Angela has provided a discount code for the listeners, so quote, CCC podcast at checkout and receive a 10% discount anytime. All links will be with the show notes, so get your cup of tea, your dram, and I'll let you know what your crack's been in, Kidness, this month. That's twice I've said that now. <laughs> Shovel up, book up. I'm too far away from the mouse. I know, I know you can hear me. <laughs> What's a crack? Right, huge congratulations to Karina Westerman and Disco Dave who got married a couple of months back. Lang may your lum reek. And if you didn't see the article about me, 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 me in Knit Now last year, the magazine, they've now put it on their blog and it was tweeted recently. There's me scrolling through Twitter and there's me on Twitter and I didn't put the picture up. So I thought, oh, that's nice. So I tweeted it because I'm narcissistic that way. And if you missed it, you can now go and read it and there's more me because you've obviously missed me and it's all about me. Get your own podcast. <laughs> right. Where have I been? Well, I've been sewing, listeners. I've been sewing, 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 sewing and then more sewing. And the reason that we're doing we, I, oh, Buckle's here, aren't you, dog? Uh, it's going to be unedited, uh, this episode and it was going to have mum in it and Richard with the drums, but I had recorded my part of it and the editing part, it takes at least two and a half hours. And I don't feel like I have that time during the day just now. And at night time, I didn't want to do it. Sorry, listeners. But today I have got this episode that is desperate to get out on. So I am recording it on the phone. I'm using Sandy's... Um, Xbox headphones so what's up gamers <laughs> yeah I do sound like a 44 year old woman saying young cool dude stuff and I'm not a young cool dude anymore I'm a slightly older cool dudette <laughs> so there's a picture on Instagram and it says what up pro gamer mummy bear here and I was editing Richard's podcast uh, using Sandy's headphones and, um, sorry, I know some of you thought it was my podcast, but what I had done is I had recorded uh, two weeks ago now and just never got around to actually editing it properly and I apologise for that, but I'm here now, so hello. So what I did think to do was record this because I've missed talking to you and I want to catch up with me and hopefully you've missed me, so hello, how's everybody in the bus? in the car and everything else um, and then I thought what I could do was in next week or the week after when I finished doing the sewing uh, put in mum's and Richard's part of the drams and the mum 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 section and then a little bit about me because <laughs> yeah um, and you know I could get two podcasts kind of cranked out better than just one lengthy one so that's where I've been mostly in my kitchen because we still have finished upstairs 
he started doing it and it was lovely and it really is going to be lovely but then he realised two days after he had unplugged the freezer upstairs so he defrosted and he had to take out some of the flurry that he put down and dry it out and he never got back to it so <laughs> I'm still downstairs mm -hmm. I am trying not to count up the five minutes it takes me to set up and put away thinking I could just walk away from it and leave it where it is. But we're not going to do that because my kitchen table, very clean. So if any of you watched the Sky Portrait Programme over Tuesday night recently, you may remember a scratchboard artist called Lindsay Gallagher, who I actually know in real life. Not brilliantly well, but I, I really like her. So congratulations to her on getting to the final. She's a North Highland Harrier. But in reality of her proper work life, uh, you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram and you go to her studio in Thurso. And she is just really, really nice. She's very, very gifted in wire, art, jewellery and scratchboard. And she's exhibiting in Thurso Library Art Gallery in March alongside my fellow artist Valerie who has her silk pictures in and also Debbie Lee who has her textile art and I can't wait to go in because I just love all their art pieces and they're really good people and I just wish I had all the money in all the world so that I could buy all their stuff. My walls would look great with their stuff on. <laughs> Um, Maddie Harvey has got a shawl season subscription and Maddie's very aware of you could have four seasons in one day so she's decided part of her Saturday shawl and vlog putting out which could almost be a podcast there Maddie almost <laughs> um, that's what she's got going on just now so do go head over to Maddie Harvey's design pages um, and this Sunday, I was down visiting Caithness Yarns Graham down in Dunbeath in Caithness. And there he has his Castle Murat and his Cheviot flock. He owns a croft down there along with his mother and his father. And other oh, just amazingly lovely people, the three of them. His mum and dad are from Caithness originally uh, and were archaeologists. Absolutely fascinating to have a conversation with them because they just the facts that they can remember are really really interesting learning it firsthand about the archaeology of Caithness from people who are from Caithness who know their stuff so it was a fascinating morning finding out a bit more about archaeology because I quite like it and then uh, I went uh, into the barn and was having a, a wee sniff or, well, I wasn't sniffing. I was kind of, but not proper. <laughs> the sheep gave me a sniff and realised that I was quite a nice person. So they didn't headbutt me mm -hmm. or do whatever it was sheep want to do and they didn't want to run away or kick you or whatever. Um, and I met my new favourite sheep, Boss Yow, who is the boss of the yows. You get Boss Ram and then there was Pet Sheep. Because Graham says, I don't name a sheep. And I thought good um not that there's anything wrong with what are you gurning at i don't know what you're gurning at you better not gurn it too much because because i can't pause this hopefully listeners he doesn't start with it but the horse moved in the field next to us and because obviously has to tell the horse that he's seen it <laughs> mm. so i'll just pet him a little bit harder um so Graham, Graham has started Caithness Yarns where he has milled his own sheep's yard, wool, fleece and he's got Castle Murat flock and a Cheviot flock and he's very, very future looking to work with his croft. He wants to work with other crofters in Caithness and North Sutherland and do something really special with the yarns. Um, he really really looks after his sheep because he knows it comes through in the yarn he then showed me <laughs> dangling a big carrot a yarn carrot um of his castle murat milled up and the first clip had um alpaca through it 
and his mum had knitted up a hat and it's absolutely divine. This, it's got a beautiful colour, it's got a beautiful weight to it, it's milled beautifully. I was really, really impressed with the finished product and holding the yarn in my hand. And um, sadly I didn't take any footage so you could hear Graham talk very eloquently about his croft and his sheep and his plans but um, I would recommend that if you wanted to support him please go to his Etsy shop which I'll link to in the show notes and it is on the more pricey side but I'll tell you this I'll tell you this now as Rob C. Nudzit would say it's worth every penny that sheep these sheep are really well looked after. There's a lot of provenance, a lot of story goes into the making of this yarn and it is just divine. So he has some pure castle murret and he has some castle murret with alpaca. He has more, but it's still at the mill. And then he's going to have some more, which are going to be dyed in botanical colours. And hopefully sometime soon I'll get back after a lambing and get a proper interview taken because whilst I was kind of talking and he was saying all the wonderful things without me even asking any of the questions that I'd written down when we were in the barn looking at the sheep the breeze wasn't great and I knew that the sound quality wouldn't be great so I just thought well, well and I said this to him I said I'll get some footage taken when we're actually inside but then when we went inside we had lunch and then there was talking and then it was time to go so sadly I didn't take any audio for you however I have some wonderful photographs over um, on Instagram if you want to see Boss Yow <laughs> it's just amazing just loved it so um, yeah really quite excited about that now on the other side of the spectrum I'm still quite disturbed about the way that the knitting world is dealing with racism and diversity and inclusion. There were a couple of podcasters who put out very upsetting videos and then there was Kate Davis. Now the two podcasters, I hadn't actually heard of either of them before. Well, I had heard of one of them, but never really kind of, I hadn't watched either of them. And whilst I was saddened and disgusted by their attitude to all, I wasn't infested in them. I thought they were tubes. Now, for those that didn't know what a tube was, I don't swear on my podcast, so I say to Richard, what's another word for, a swear word here, and he says, how about a tube? So, tube is sort of Scottish for a fool, a moron, an idiot. So, I thought that these were tubes. Now, what did upset me was then that I watched a video podcaster who was a person of colour, and she was giving her emotional reaction to the video, and... It was distressing. It wasn't happy. And I thought that was really brave, actually, because she had every right not to include it or edit it, but no, she left it in. And whilst it was really upsetting to watch somebody being upset, I think it was right that she did. Words and actions, they really matter. The words that we choose to use are very important, and this is why they matter. She's one of the many, many people of colour who could have been affected by those videos. She just happened to record her reaction to it. Now, I myself have had people, have people, have had conversations with people who craft in the past three weeks and people who don't craft. And when I've mentioned uh, the racism and lack of inclusion, there was some, well, conversations and I invite you all to do so as well. It's really, really worthwhile having these conversations. And every single one of the conversations started with what racism and knitting. So yeah, because we take ourselves to the table. It's not just the knitting and crafting world that matters, as it very, very much matters to be in everything. Your work life, your sport life, your hobby life, your home life, your dog life. Lead by example too if those around you are lacking in what you know. And then there was what Kate Davis did. Now, I'm not angry. Oh, I am angry. I'm not just angry. I'm disappointed. Although I'm kind of concerned for her health as well. And I have invested in Kate Davis. I've met her a few times and I found her to be very engaging and forward thinking. 
And she has a really nice t- team of people around her who have I have a lot of time for as well. And I feel let down. So that's me, and it's not about me. Goodness knows what the BIPOC or Black Indigenous People of Colour community feel. So Kate posted about the racism issue a couple of times and it was found to be way off the mark from what was needed to be said. Racism is wrong, full stop. I can do better, I will do better, full stop. She was confronted by this and this is a bit I don't understand. She didn't apologise outright and say, right, okay, my words weren't what were needed. To me, I didn't understand them, they were too academic for me, but for those others that did, they weren't what was needed to be said. And then she wrote another odd statement, which was again confronted and again no apology, and do better. So then Kate came off Instagram altogether whilst putting up a statement on her blog, which was also taken down, and has since postponed her subscription club and cancelled her talk at Edinburgh Yarnfest due to ill health. And in one way, it looked like business extinction. I use my word very carefully there. The bit that makes me angry was the way it was handled. This was completely avoidable. Now, I've bought Kate's patterns, I bought her yarn, I like Kate. But my moral question for me now is, what do I do with the jumper, my chest of drawers and the pattern book upstairs? If I wear that, it signifies that I'm complicit in what Kate Davis did and didn't do. So I can't, I just can't. And I won't tip up to Edinburgh Yarnface wearing my owl's jumper, which I love, and then stand and talk to my BIPOC listeners and friends. Having seen the way that the lovely lady on the video podcast got upset about the inability to say, yeah, it's wrong. I'm, I'm listening. I'm learning. We're moving forward together. I'm not, I can't do that. Over the past month, there's been so many more BIPOC dyers, designers, Instagram followers that I've been enriched with even further than you blessed me already. And for those of you who say, can we just knit? Of course we can, but only when there are podcasters not crying because of racism. And that involves you too. Remember, we have the table of requirement, the room of requirement. It gets bigger and it gives you what you need. So come in, come out the cold, sit at the table. This room will be as big as we need it to be. There is space for everybody. But I have to say that I am quite concerned about Kate's health as well. And I say this because of the odd way that it was handled and written. I didn't feel it was in her normal style. And I'm wondering maybe she wrote it under medication. And I really hope that whatever it is that ails her, she comes out of it soon, because I really do wish her good health with a clear head to sort this out. She was in such a position and it was so badly handled. I feel personally, and it's not me that it actually affects, that a heartfelt apology and a move forward that can be inclusive would be the only way to go for a business because she does have an amazing talent. And I've got this again, I do feel that there's room enough for everyone. Remember, we have the room of requirement. So moving on, um, and I, I just find, felt let down, so goodness knows what other people did. And um, I just hope that things can be moved forward. I'm not sure if it's a legal way that she's not said anything. And I'm quite surprised because I know these people and I feel let down because it's not sorted. It shouldn't be this way. Um, Moving on, in the same vein, I was listening to Goodreads podcasts, I was catching up, and one of them, they had George the Poet. Uh, This is the episode with Andy McNabb, who chose Touching the Void, it's just a good book. Now, George the Poet chose the book Natives Race and Class in the Ruins of Empire by Akela. This was talked about, I think, the other day on possibly Women's Hour. Possibly not. But he was, Akela was talking about his book and the situation just now, which I find very appropriate to the discussion that's been going on. Now, George the Poet has a podcast called Have You Heard George's Podcast? Which I thought, oh, I wish I thought of that title. Have you heard of Louise's podcast? <laughs> so George is obviously a poet, because the clue's in the name. 
His writing is exquisite, albeit it's about race and social commentary, possibly hard to digest, but, you know, really necessary. So recommend Have You Heard George's Podcast and start at the beginning. Also found uh, the quirky Monday Craft Crast video podcast hosted by Nadaratini, which I'm sorry if I've butchered that, who I thought she's got a great sense of humour and she just seems such a nice person. So she knits and crochets and is in Florida. Um, and new a couple of weeks ago is the Crimson Stitchery hosted by Anushka in London. She knits and sews and I thought she had a really good point on clothing and mending and repurposing, which, you know, is right up my street. So I'll put links to these three. And also, I don't know how I had time to do this because, oh, I know, I was sitting at the sewing machine watching it and listening because uh, I was like, I don't remember any of this. But um, I had the cold as well at one point and I found YouTube cross-stitch videos. Who knew? Floss tube. And it has loads. I don't know if Floss Tube is like the channel and people sort of put up under the umbrella of Floss Tube. So I really like the Dutch lady with the penchant for peacocks and them kind of peacock colours. So I do rather think that the audio podcast offering and the audience is maybe shrinking. There still is the need for them because we aren't all with our Wi-Fi and screen everywhere, such as walking the dog or cleaning the toilet or... Hold on. Maggie's DIY Corner. New segment shout out. So who's doing DIY right now? A huge hello to you. I hope you haven't dropped your paintbrush or your hammer. Our DIY continues. Um, I've mentioned that. Shushed buckle. Um, no, so back to my request. Now, especially you BIPOC people in the UK, or anyone really, actually I shouldn't say BIPOC people because it's black and duchess, people of colour, people. Well, maybe that would work too. But anyone really, if you feel that your hobby or your area or your race or whatever it is about you is not represented at all or enough, then please do consider starting your own podcast, be it audio or video. I like videos because they're visual, you can see what they've made or bought or making, but I love audios because you're transported away but with adjectives or more adjectives because somebody holding up a pink uh, bit of knitting to the camera has got a picture tells a thousand words. Whereas if I hold up something pink, you're not gonna see that. So let me tell you, it's I've knitted this lovely pink piece of garment and I'm used stocking stitch and it's a blush pink color and my stitches are stocking stitch and they're sitting. Anyway, you get the idea. So, there is the room of requirement, there is space. If you don't feel that you're being heard, I know it's not necessarily up to you for me to find out more about it. It's up to me to find out more about everything. But if you don't feel that you or your hobby or your space in your hobby is being represented and you feel like you've got the words, then why not go for it? Because when I started this podcast, I didn't feel there was enough textile artists being heard and I wanted to hear it. So that's why I started. Um, that's where the way I'm coming from it. And if you want to know any advice on doing it, uh, maybe ask somebody who's actually good at doing it. Production is the key, I will say. And um, apologies, my production is not wonderful today. Right, moving on. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your amazing messages on my 200th episode last time. It seems so long ago now. But I am very grateful that you're listening. Also, I'm very, very, very conscious of what I'm saying this episode. As I said about toe-up socks and bam, Julia sent me a pattern. (laughs) Huge thank you to Julia. And a huge thank you to Ella for sending me the new book, Threads of Life by Claire Hunter, which is about the history of stitching. So I look forward to getting fired into it. I honestly don't need anything listeners except your happiness and a balance where everyone feels included it's like saying i want world peace but i do i was like why what's wrong with one world peace okay
Planet Womble or what would Sir David Attenborough do? This section is to talk about things that we can do to be stewards of the environment in ways such as reuse, 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 no, reuse, recycle and being mindful of what we buy. Richard has got a book called How Bad Are Bananas by Mike Berners-Lee and this has researched the real environmental cost of 175 pages from things of a banana to earning a shirt to a pair of shoes to a swimming pool to a volcano or the World Cup. So did you know earning a shirt takes 25 grams of CO2 average, a banana 80 grams of CO2 each, good side being that they need little packaging because they have their own, but they do need to travel, unless you're in that climate, to balance out as a volcano, 1 million tonnes from Mount Etna on a good year, 42 million tonnes from Mount Pinatuba, Tubu, sorry, Pinatubu, Philippines in 1991. Must have erupted. Yeah, that is just, it was, 1991 was not a good year for it. So I thought that was quite interesting and it does make you a bit more mindful about what you buy and what the environmental cost is. Uh, what we are going to be doing soon is planting out some wildflowers for the insects. Um, the, there was a horrible study came out recently, it's quite terrifying, saying that in 50 years, the insects all could be dead. <laughs> That's not very good at all for the ecology or the planet. So I invite anybody who can, who has a pot, uh, area, a garden, even just a kitchen window sill, um, to plant something that the insects would like. Borage being a very good one. If anyone has good items for this, then please message me and I will share. Very quick retreat news. I have filled up the spaces. Thank you so much. I'm sorry to the couple of people who messaged me after they filled up, but I've got your names tucked away just in case. And thank you for the support on that. Uh, I was over at Natural Retreats today and still there and looking like it needs lots of knitters to come in and make it even better. <laughs> it's good coffee in there. Um, Natural Retreats have actually changed their name. I am told that there's absolutely no problems with coming up to the like our booking. So if you see that, don't panic, Mr. Mannery. Coming up. Oh, guess what? Edinburgh Yard Fest. <laughs> Diane Abbott. Richard's actually working with a Diane Abbott. And I, every time he mentions, oh yeah, Diane. I'm thinking, I really want to say it. I won't say it. I won't say it. Don't say it. All right. Edinburgh Yard Fest is on Thursday the 21st of March to Saturday the 23rd. That's a lie because it's on the 24th as well. Scotch Tweed is part of the Sunday Make Wool Day. And the Thursday to the Saturday, you can go without tickets after 11 o'clock. Uh, Sunday, if you haven't got a ticket, don't bother. However, if you're going, I hope you're going to keep lots of money back because I expect to see you then. And it's like a little EYF all day on the Sunday. I'm making zip notion pouches, needle cases and project bags in Tartan. And I have Angela's helper on Scotch Tweed that day. Um, where are we? So Angela set me up Tartan and Tweed and I have almost finished two Tartans and two Tweeds. And then I've got to get on with the Outlander Tartan of Fraser and Mackenzie. And I'm a very, very busy Louise. Hence this podcast is on the phone, a month late. And mm -hmm, yeah. So where are we going? I've already said all this. And the podcaster meet up on they're, it's not quite the same as previous years. They're not having a podcaster lounge because they don't need to anymore because all the podcasters talk about it anyway. And it's just a different... It's just different. They like to have things different. And this is just what it's going to be. However, there will be a few podcaster meet-up times and I will specifically be at the podcaster table, which will be in the marquee, at 12.15 on a Saturday for 45 minutes. 
So if you are about then and you hadn't, you've never met me before and you want to come over and go me, 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 me or Diane Abbott or put your hand up on the bus. We could all sit around the table and do put a hand up on the bus. Uh, come over then and I will make a sp- specific time and a cuddle fest for everybody. And if you don't like cuddling, just do fist bump or just say I don't cuddle. You can do that too. Because um, I know some people don't. and But if you do see me dotting about the place, please, please come over and introduce yourself. Even if we've met before, do remind me. Because if I don't see your name first, I have forgotten it. Now, I have two people that think I know who they are. And they have spoken to me quite a few times, but I'm afraid I don't know you. I have an idea that that's you. But because in past times I've embarrassed myself by saying, Oh, hello, Helen! And it wasn't Helen. I'm going to try not to do that this time. And plus, if you can't remember my name, because somebody did this last time, she she, was, she couldn't get Helen Hunt out of her head, just come over and say, hello, I listen to your podcast. And I will be delighted to speak to you. Possibly wait until I finish washing my hands when we're in the toilet, because I don't talk good when I'm near the toilet. <laughs> it's more embarrassing for you, honest. I will have my name badge, so... You can then remember, don't get me and Louise of British mixed up. Um, We look very different and sound very different, although we talk the same nonsense. (laughs) I can't wait to see with Louise, talk to Louise. She can talk back, it'll be fun. She's a cadney to my Lacey. I do want to speak to you, lovely listeners. Bear with me when I try to recall you from your social media name, if they are different from your rivalry name or your email or your real name. Some of you have many photographs of yourself on your feed. Some of you are lurkers. Some don't say much. I appreciate all the same. So just bear with me when I'm trying to recall you. And it genuinely takes me about three times to meet and talk to someone before I can recall where I know them from, what their name is. And this isn't just in podcast land. This is every time I speak to somebody new. Which is great fun when you're doing business at a conference. (laughs) So, lots of exciting things to be buying. Have you got your list of what you're going to do? And at this weekend, Louise of Knit British, um, or my suggestion, I believe, is going to have a stash roll. She's going to look through her stash and figure out what she wants to buy. Now, I've done this a few times, totally recommend it. Um, I think I did this before I went to the Loch Ness phase because I was looking for needles to do the Catherine Lymer, hello Catherine, uh, workshop and I just sort of pulled out all my stash and I thought I really don't need very much of X, Y and Z yarn, um, like single skeins which I had a terrible habit of buying. So this is where you could be mindful of what you're going to buy because Planet Womble. Oh and remember your Planet Womble uh, re- reusable cups I obviously will have mine I might actually take Richard's because his is that bit keeps it that bit hotter longer <laughs> but don't be afraid to go in and just say oh could you reuse my reusable cup please and I'm sure the barista will be delighted to help you out there um, just say yeah I'm channeling um, environmental being good um, and some of us save up for going along to the festival and um, I'm just looking forward to getting out my popcorn and crocodile notebook, which I have already started on my little one because I've got two. And thank you, Suzanne, you lovely, lovely lady. And just writing down what projects I'm going to do the next year, what yarn will I need or if I have the yarn, what pattern do I need? Do I need any notions? Do I need any needles for them? What is it that's really catching my eye out in Edinburgh Yarnfest vendor market land? Because there's quite a lot. Oh, the possibilities are endless. The money is not so. I will be actually using some of the money for the retreat to buy stuff for the retreat. So I always feel like I'm going to be buying stuff. So that kind of gets me over that hurdle. But the 
that I'm going in, I want to spend it all, is quite overwhelming sometimes. However, it'll be fine. I will really enjoy what I'm buying. Um, there was a really good rundown on the Tipsy Nips podcast of they went through uh, the non-yarny vendors such as Scotch Tweed. So they didn't mention Scotch Tweed with me, but we won't hold that against them because they're lovely people. And big congratulations to Pip, who's going to be a mum soon enough. I'm quite sure she's quite ready. Not ready, very ready, all at the same time. But um, they went through her and Sia, the vendors of things like Scotch Tweed. There's not yarn, but um, like mole yarn are going and they're going to have their lovely beeswaxy um, hand lotion bars or Daughter of a Shepherd with the, the hand lotion or there's yarn bowls, there's notion pouches, Scotch Tweed. Um, there will be Highland Wear Apparel, Scotch Tweed, who is also going to be having uh, big squares of tweed and tartan so you can just pick it up. Or squares of tartan in a little bag and just amazing ideas that can come out of that. Um, so if you want to have a better rundown than the one I'm doing for the vendor list, then do listen to Pip and Sia. I'll do a better one in my episode before I go. So what time are we on now? Ooh, we're getting there. Oh, there's effects in here. Do you want to hear a crow? A crow? Oh, hello. We've got booing. <laughs> Cheering, <laughs> clapping. The dog whiff is the actual <coughs> dog. You leashed. I don't want you whiffing and hurting people's ears. Crows, laughing. <laughs> I must remember that one. I make a joke. Oh, I do have a joke. Right. How do you know a shark has had too much whiskey? Do do I love you, baby. It's not that bad. The horses are jumping around. Or maybe it should be. And we've got. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, I don't want to press it again. And. I hope that didn't hurt your ears. Sorry. Right. Moving back to me, 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 me section. Bailey the horse is just looking at Buko with his big white long face. It's like, why the long face? Because I'm born this way. Oh, hold on. <laughs> you have to be quicker than that. <laughs> right, uh, My Breathing Space by Vera Valamaki. Right, hands up you on the bus, on the plane, on the train, on the skydive. I don't think anybody listened to me on the skydive. Who put money on me doing sleeves? Well, you have made some money because I've doing sleeves. You are a winner. Oh, hello, Twin St. Jan, who has come back from hiatus and is actually now on holiday in South Africa. Um, really enjoying Twin St. Jan's uh, podcast, Twin St. Designs. She's had Ellen on a couple of times, but uh, for those who didn't realise, Ellen has stood down from her co-host, is now a guest on the Twin St. Design podcast. Um, but Jan is doing a marvellous job and oh, I love Jan, she's just amazing and her whole family, I love Ellen too and you Lisa, hello <laughs> why where are we so I am just about to do the bind off the cast off on sleeve one I'm going to do sewn bind off I have done two inches of rib and I have made them go down to my wrist and I quite like this because I can try the jumper on and just keep double checking that it is long enough. Um, I'm using a 3.5, uh, no, a 3mm for magic loop because I can't find the stipends. Pardon me if I burped in your ear. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I couldn't help it. 
I can't pause this. There is a glitch in uh, the Podbean recording app just now because I've tried recording it a few times and it says tap to pause recording, but if I pause it, you can't get it back to start again. Anyway, right, moving on. I really want this jumper finished. <laughs> that and the sock that I'm knitting is the only knitting I'm doing just now. A month's worth of knitting and that's all I've done. <laughs> But I feel like I'm using all my creativity up during the day when I'm sewing and with Richard being home and or, or being total mum taxi at evenings. By the time I've actually sat down, I don't want to do knitting that's complicated or and podcast editing. So this is really what real life is like, going out to work, come home, doing your home stuff. So I'm just very fortunate I get to work at home. So um, I have cast on a toe-up sock using Gail's Art from Etsy and it's an 80 merino, 10 cashmere, 10 nylon. Uh, and it's in fingering weight. It's the sinful weight and it's the colourway SSK. And it was a gift from the lovely Mel of Emsky Knits. Hi Mel. So this is the very first toe-up sock that I've ever actually cast on. So, however, a lot of years ago now, Mother and I went to the Easy Knits John How to Knit Sock Workshops at the Glasgow School of Yarn, and I met Nad- Maddie Harvey in that class. Hi, Maddie. Um, so John had shown us how to do Judy's Magic Cast On, but Mum and I had a total fail. I've always meant to go back to it. So then Mel gave me this yarn and suggested toe-up. So, Mum Taxi Service, just now, you're going to have to stay with me here. There is a point to this year diversion, so get in, put your seatbelt on. Of a Thursday, that's today, this involves going to Thurso to collect Sandy from swimming at half past five, give him his tea at the swimming pool, not in the swimming pool, at the tables on the outside of the swimming pool. Then we'll go food shopping or mooch around. And then they have scouts, seven to eight thirty. Thurso is too far away from my house to go home in between times. So, say we've been for a pizza, they take away a couple of weeks, and then I've waited in the car. I've actually watched the Harriers run past to do their hill station when I've been like chips to my mouth. Oh, <laughs> I'd much rather be running. And I could volunteer at Scouts, but I'm not that good with other people's children, and my children like time off me. However... I noticed on Facebook that Beardy Chill John Glenn was running knitting workshops in Thurso of a Thursday night at the new Messy Nessie building where they have soft play and ceramic painting and a wee cafe. I wish this was here when my burns were little. So I asked John if he needed an extra pair of hands to um, help the beginners. He said, oh yeah, come along. And I've been delighted to assist him a wee bit. He does all the teaching and he takes all the glory, obviously, because it's his class, but it's really nice time sitting yarning with other yarny people. Plus, I'm delighted to get out of the cold, dark car. However, in the past, I've had my hot water bottle and all the woolies. I recommend the hot water bottle. I would recommend the coffee, but you just need to go to the toilet. And there's nothing open at that time of night. So come back in to the point. I've parked the car, you can take your seatbelt off. John's second night was to teach toe-up socks. I thought I'd better renew my knowledge before I went in, so I cast my socks on on the Monday. Julia, very, very kindly, thank you, lovely, lovely Julia, bought me Sockmetician's toe-up sock recipe, which references Nathan Sockmetician's YouTube tutorial. I sat and I watched that a few times and I cast it on. Ah, I've done something slightly random because the first four lines are garter stitch. And I noticed when John's class was going that their stockings was stitched at the toe. No guard stitch. However, I am not going to tell the night police though. John is an extremely good teacher, which is extremely handy because he used to be an actual teacher. So I think the clue was in the name there. I wasn't actually helpful enough to help with the cast on. Uh, but I do think it was serendipitous that I had it going to do toe up on last episode. So there you go. And I'm using my wee fancy needle, the Addy Crazy Trails. 
So I gave the vanilla sock to my lovely friend Dorothy a couple weeks ago and she is extremely knit worthy and I was just delighted. <laughs> I sat down beside her and said, Dorothy, did you see you had size six feet? Which she said, yes. And I says, oh, good. Right, can you do me a favour and try all these socks I've made for someone with size six feet? So she obliged and says, oh, these are nice. And I says, good, keep them. She went, what? What about the person that you made them for? To which I got to say, I made them for you. You are the someone. I used Rose Dean Rylands 100% Pure Wool and 4-ply that I'd bought at the Meet the Shepherd Sunday part of Edinburgh Yarnfest last year. And I used the Addy Crazy Trio. The heels and the toes are in Blacker Jacob. And it made me extremely happy to give these to Dorothy and she kept them on. <laughs> so see, a few years ago, I had yarn. I think it was left over from the retreat table of unrequirement. And I took it to textiles and so, does anybody want this? And she goes, oh, I'll take that. And it was cosy sock yarn. She goes, I'll give that to my sister because she knits. Maybe she'll make me some socks. She makes wonderful socks. Her sister <laughs> did indeed make wonderful socks, but she didn't give them to Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy was a little popped. <laughs> in a nice way however sadly just before Christmas Dorothy's sister died suddenly so it made it even more poignant to give Dorothy the socks and she really is lovely and she appreciates them and totally and utterly deserves them which to me it's what it's all about when you're gift giving so I can't wait to give my mum the ones I'm doing now I am at the gusset and I was decreasing today but I didn't do it right so I've had to take it back and I need to reread the pattern because I don't quite understand it. I'll maybe have a chat with Mel and she can talk me through doing it because she uh, she has the toe-up sock knowledge of which I am not yet there. I am her Padawan. So in Lush news or Galcottkafk, Angela's Lush, totally at the corner, um... I had forgotten that the FC part of Galcott Kafk was for Christmas. <laughs> it now has to be Feffy for EYF Yarnfest. She has done the two sleeves. Uh, they didn't fit. And when she was picking up the button band, she had to redo it. So she's, I think, refinished sleeve one. But you can do it. Sure, Angela. Now, in my own lush news... Uh-huh. I ripped out completely. Sorry, Julia. I know you were looking forward to seeing it. My instinct was saying, you are never going to have this done in time for EYF. You've really done it in the wrong size. And whilst the yarn is lovely, it's just not going to happen. So just don't bother. So one night when I had my Dutch courage, I just rip, 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 all the whole day through. Out. And put it back in a bag. In textile artist news... They did the printing onto the small wall hanging that they were doing. Some had used stencils and others used stamps. I ended up using stamps as my piece as a Christmas theme as the scraps that I had were Christmas. I'm going to get a poncietta on instead of a flower. I used a Santa stamp and a holly stamp. I was then handed a beautiful piece of crimson coloured chiffon to overlay it before putting on the poncietta. So I had to sew this on and then embroider through it and finish off by putting on the back hanging sleeve and binding. I've got a fair bit of work to go and it won't happen until after Edinburgh Yarnfest. Ella was showing them, or the other ones that takes the artist, the shadow quilt pattern that the quilters were doing at a workshop and it was gorgeous. She had some batik fabrics that she got from Australia and one of them was a picture in itself. It was just, she just... Oh, she's got such good taste. Uh, Dorothy had finished an embroidery panel that she had been stitching on for at least two years. Only when she was at textiles, <laughs> so it took ages. It's a Japanese design and absolutely gorgeous. She had a piece of shibori-style fabric to match it and basically knocked it out of the park, as Dorothy does. So she's it, the piece is going back to her daughter, who gave it to her in the first place to do something with it. I'd love to see Dorothy's daughter. Oh no, the horses are moving about. I wish they'd stay still. Stay still, horses, so Bickle stops boofing. In sewing news, my mum's friend, no, my friend's mum, Mari's friend as well, has the lap quilt I made for her and is very much using it. She's had three chemos, so she's halfway through, 
and I just hope it works. Um, and then she says she fancies making another quilt to go on her other couch because she likes my quilt so much. So oh, that's so kind. I'd love to rattle her up another one. I just don't have the time just now. She's as equally as so worthy as Dorothy is knit worthy. Uh, I've mainly been busy with the well. I have been extremely busy with the Edinburgh yarn faced make wheel scotch tweed and tartan bags. Um, I'm making project bags, double pointed or circular needle holders, and zipped notion pouches. Um, yeah. Now, I think I mentioned this part next on account of Mum references it in her section as she's recorded. So there's no point me talking about just now. In the library corner, I finished Arabia by Levison Wood. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. He writes very well. Uh, he's got quite a good way of talking about something, but not really... He doesn't judge as such. He just kind of... Sometimes he points out the obvious. Sometimes he doesn't like people, which is quite funny. Um, now that he's out of the situation. And he walked all around the Arabian Peninsula, barring the part of Yemen where it got extremely dangerous or more dangerous than the other part of Yemen. Um, but fascinating. Very, very, very worthwhile reading. Uh, and the shopping section. I have not much in it, but there is a silk scarf and a tartan bag. Um, if you feel you want to contribute. Oh, I should have had some division music. I don't know why I'm bothering now. If you want to contribute to my continued running of the podcast but get stuff back as well, then please do go visit www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Or you can support the podcast, get nothing back if that's your one. And this is paypal.me forward It's kind of like the coffee pot that other people have on theirs. I'm happy to review patterns, books, yarns, notions. If you're lining that line, please don't be shy. And yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I very, very much appreciate you taking the time to download and then listen to me splat on. I would like to add that all the opinions are mine and, well, sometimes Richard's. I do occasionally get facts wrong. I do try to, and I don't do it on purpose, try to treat everybody with empathy. And you might not think that sometimes, but I really do. My email is kathanscraft at kathans... No, it's not. My email is kathanscraftcollective at gmail.com. I'm on Ravelry at Louise Hunt. The group is Kathan's Craft Collective on there. Etsy, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook is Kathan's Craft. You can get the podcast from Podbean site as www.kathanscraftcollective.podbean.com. Alexa, how are you? I just say oh, everybody's Alexa's off. I don't think I'm too far away from mine so it can hear. I think I should have another section. Um... The music is from the Podbean app this episode. I hope this sounds okay. If not, you're never going to hear it. Thank you for listening and keep on crafting. And all noises or buckles, nothing of mine.